Hello, everybody. Welcome to today, and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie, and I talk to heroes about what excites them, and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. Please pardon the sound of this intro. I'm on tour in Europe and forgot my podcast microphone. This week, we have hero Lacey Free back on the podcast. I love Lacey so much, and I'm obsessed with her voice, perspective, and essence. Please go to her website to learn more about her readings and listen to her podcast, Horpod, H-O-A-R. She is an infinite well of knowledge and cool. Now, please welcome to your head and heart, Lacey Free. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm a lot of things. How are you? I'm I'm really good. Yay! I, I'm in this sort of speedy magic right cool. now. I think magic moves through different vibrations and cycles. And there was a huge period during the pandemic where I was embracing tortoise magic, turtle okay. magic, yeah. and I was moving very slowly. I was to the point that it scared me like will I ever be able to move fast again yes Yes. and and then I've just been sort of riding the waves of the universe and kind of resisting making plans and sort of plunging into the waters of the dark goddess Mm. and letting it kind of push me and flow to where I should be and it's brought me into a lot of places the last two years but most recently the dark goddess has dropped me in the middle of New York City baby yeah that's so cool do you and you were saying you're you're performing again have you performed during the last two years at all until now not really I grew up a theater kid and as dorky as it is, I'm a slam poet. That is so cool. <laughs> I live for slam poetry yeah. because I see it as that words are spells. That's why we call it spelling. Whoa. And slam <laughs> and so slam cool. yeah, and slam poetry is a way to harness the theater and emotions and sort of alchemize the spell or transmute the spell. So yeah. when I grew up, I, I felt like there was this invisible duct tape on my lips and that I wasn't supposed to talk about anything that happened to me. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to talk about the men who were giving me weird looks when I was 12 or the abuse that I suffered from my mom and my family. I feel like each family has its own sort of unspoken laws within the family, within its dynamics. In my family, we don't talk about issues. We don't bring our issues to the table, but but people will go one off in the corner and sort of talk about each other instead of us addressing our pain and I believe in galactic heritage meaning I don't believe that we're just human I believe we come here to have a human experience but that each one of us are sort of hybrids of different magic beings like there's elf hybrids and fairy hybrids and alien hybrids and mermaid hybrids and I know this is all like what's that video game it's all very video game fantasy dorky shit but I believe there's like truth to it and my family is very much the hybrid of the galactic dwarf and so they're like steel they work with steel and in magic with witches I grew up a witch and I still very much identify with the ritual around being a witch and witches use different elements in ritual and one of the elements used in ritual is metal steel yeah how is that used I guess I if you don't mind answering that because that seems like one people don't really talk about yeah 
So metal and steel, they absorb a lot of energy. So if you are doing something and you want energy to be absorbed around you and you don't want to absorb it all in your physical body or your energy field, you can bring a piece of metal into the ritual. Oh, cool. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Or you could even let the metal absorb your magic. Like if you want something to carry the magic externally to carry your magic externally you can kind of put mantra spell into the metal and like leave it somewhere so say you wanted say you wanted your creation energy to be left in a certain part of the forest or to be left at your apartment but you were going on a trip or to be left with your partner you could put that into the metal and leave it there. But I would put like another crystal with it that um, sort of heightens the energy that you're trying to create. Okay. So if you're like trying to put your love into the metal and you want your love to stay there, you can put rose quartz with the metal. Oh, and this, I'm and sorry, like, but this is so cool and so crazy. <laughs> is I like, I don't, I don't know information too much, but I know I have feelings and like, I'm leaving my dog with my parents for five weeks and I have rose quartz, but I was like, I need something else. But this is like, exactly. Thank you for saying this. Cause this makes me feel good. I need her to know that she, I'm still there, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you could even like, I really, so rose quartz and actual rose like herbalists or witches use rose as a healer of the heart and to attract love or to leave love. So like sometimes if you're in grief or your heart is hurting, you can spray rose water on your face or your heart chakra, but you could even like spray it on your dog's collar and it's like pretty gentle, you know, make sure they like it first. Like usually not opposed to the rose water because it's very gentle, but yeah. That's cute. Thank you so much. She's like sitting here snoring and I'm just like, <laughs> she, you know, they can tell like you. she knows what's going on. Cause I'm like, cause I'm acting different, but it's, but that's so cool. So metal, I didn't, that's really, really cool. Um, I thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, yeah. But metal can also be like a very tricky one to play with. Like what I'm talking about with my family is, you know, they work with metal all the time without doing it consciously, without clearing their own energy. So what I think they're doing is like that metal is absorbing all the frequency around them. It's even absorbing their own darkness. And then they're not doing clearing around it or they're not expressing their own emotion. Does that make sense? Totally. That makes so much sense. I don't think people know what emotions are I I wasn't aware of what they were until pretty recently I didn't know it was like something that moves it's like energy or something it moves I just thought you think it you're like I'm sad and then that's it but yeah that's crazy to think of um people just like without knowing it just putting all kinds of energy into everything all kinds of emotion into everything and then wondering why everything's such a mess everywhere um yeah emotions aren't of the mind emotions are of the body emotions are very (laughs) emotions are actually very animalistic and I think we carry emotion from lifetimes before us so even if we didn't experience a specific trauma we may be carrying trauma in our body that our grandmothers experienced, you know, not even maybe like we definitely are. Well, I think it just, I think it, I don't understand why it doesn't, that doesn't make sense to everyone. It's, we're very clearly made from those exact same bodies. It's not like uh, we're, you know, like zapped into being, we're made from these bodies that had these experiences and those experiences are in their bodies so they're in our bodies um and I guess it's it's very complicated if you think about it <laughs> but yeah um and I, but oh sorry go ahead please 
Uh, I was going to say, you go ahead, but um, (laughs) yeah. And I think a lot of what we consider psychic powers or superpowers is through the body as well and through feeling the emotion. And I think each emotion sort of carries its own superpower. And I think a lot of like telepathic communication is really feeling into each other's emotions and energy fields. And sometimes we don't realize we're doing it because we don't hear a voice that says, hey, Bonnie, this is what I'm thinking. You know, I'm telling you through a vibration that's coming from my heart or from my womb or from my hip. Yeah, that's so wild. What do you like? Why do you think some people are just, I feel like I'm super in tune to people's things, but not smart about it. It's not like I know for any reason, like what's going on, but I can just feel it. And I don't know even where it's coming from. Like, what is that? Why am I like that? Is everyone like that? And I'm just more like, like a sensitive person or like, (laughs) or a weaker person or something or stronger. Or what do you think that is? You're an artist. Part of your your superpower is artistry. And to be the artist is to be the creator. To be the creator is to be the feeler. You know, creation magic comes from feeling. Even if we think about the act of sex, which is creation magic, you know, the potential to create another life. Well, Well, sex is the place of one of the highest forms of feeling in our body. So it's your superpower, Bonnie, to feel. And it's almost the way I see it, just from my observation, it's almost like a sacred gift that you're like, I'm dumb in this way. because, like, I don't understand it. That's the best because our, when our mind gets in the way of our feelings, it can start creating a story that may not even be relevant. But Whoa. when you truly, yeah, but when you <laughs> truly feel it, then you, you can dance with the muse. The muse is feeling and the muse will help you create songs or poetry or a play or whatever, a painting, whatever the art is. So by like, I think our mind is so trapped into a denser reality and our mind is so easily programmed by the media or the matrix or the 1%. But when we can really get into our body then we invoke other spirits. And I see the muse as sort of its own spirit. That's so cool. Yeah, I I for, wanted to tell you really, that's super cool. I wanted to tell you, first of all, is your your podcast intro song is my dog's favorite song. Like I'll, <laughs> I will just play that over and over again. And she gets like so excited. Um, but I was listening to your podcast yesterday. Uh, the one about... Um, how you're saying like intimacy breaks the matrix. Um, and I was wondering if you, that whole show just completely blew my mind. Um, uh, can you talk about that? Cause I think intimacy, I had never thought about that. That was my fear. I didn't know that word until you said that. And I was like, Oh my God, that's like running away from that is is, is pretty much all I do all day. And if that's what breaks the matrix, I need to know more. Um, can you talk about that? Yeah, definitely. So I'm kind of reading your energy right now. So okay. like whenever I read someone's energy, um, these are just my observations. Okay. So you trust you and you can feel free to be like, bitch, no fucking way. That doesn't resonate at all. Okay. But no. what I observed from you is that sometimes you limit intimacy on the 3D or on the physical plane, like with another human form, which in, allows you to be more intimate with artistry. You're definitely intimate with your art. Like I've, I've seen videos of you performing. I've seen pictures of you performing. And it's like you open up your heart, you open up your body, you open up your 
your feeling centers and you allow yourself to be sort of intimate with the audience and intimate with the art from my observation. No, yeah, that's true. Thank you. I guess I'm I'm sorry to refer to this one hour of your life that ends up meaning so much to me, but you talking about like the intimacy you had like with birth and death doula stuff and how you were like that type of dynamic of serving um, feels so good and is, is true intimacy. Um, I know there's lots of different kinds of intimacy, but I feel so comfortable in that type too. And you said, sorry, a galactic cosmic mother. And I'm like, that makes so much sense. But when it's a person giving me intimacy, um, I'm like, get, like, get, you know, get away. Like, um, and I guess I just, yeah, I just feel like, um, you said a lot of things about, about that I guess it's something we're all all work on um but yeah I don't know I just wanted to talk no I love that episode (laughs) but I when I do episodes like that they're complete channeling I start channeling right before and I go in channel so I'm like oh fuck I kind of forget but yeah yeah, yeah. like I think intimacy does break the matrix and it's part of why we've been divided and separated in so many ways and like literally touch with another helps us remember that we're one I know that sounds corny but the world especially the United States we've been programmed to believe that we're separate and that we should live separate lives. And there's a difference between the magic of the individual and being true to yourself. There's a difference between that and then like being completely separate and isolated. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. Yeah. I think that, yeah, we're, cause we all we're led to believe that there's something outside of us that's going to save us and that there's nothing inside of us that really matters. It's, other you know just other people's opinions are what matter about sexuality gender what we look like everything is that's all outside of us um yeah that yeah that's what I think (laughs) no yeah that's so true but so do you feel like it's like hard for you to receive love from another yeah it makes me feel really uncomfortable like uh yeah it's like a new but yeah, I guess, I mean, for me, is like the closer I am to someone, sort of maybe the meaner I might be to them. And also, I just am like, don't like, yeah, I don't want to be like touched or I'm not, you know, I don't really know if that's also like the last two years have been pretty scary and I might be different than before. And I guess something I would talk about for you is like, I've since I haven't performed, I forgot about the physical thing I do that I love. Um, and so I forgot about my physical self completely. I didn't even remember things like pleasure or joy, or it's just like, you just think, cause I didn't use my body. So I guess now you're starting to use your body for the thing you love. Like, are you noticing differences and changes and stuff? A hundred percent because coming from like sexual trauma, it's hard, like Horpod, my podcast, is a, a, a healing expo- exploration for myself and my own sexual energy. And what that means as a creator, what that means as a healer or a birth worker, and what that means as an artist. And like, I have a ton of sexual energy, but I feel like I put that into art more than to the other. Right. And I've been most of my 20s, I was in a relationship with one person and it was a very tumultuous relationship. We both came from our own trauma and enacted that trauma on each other in super fucking destructive ways. Yeah. So easy to do that, though. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) And through that though, I've been like really scared to like be in my early thirties and allow new people to touch me or like sex with a new person. And even though I'm out here with my kids out shouting about sex and talking about my vagina in a one act play, (laughs) I'm 
I'm like, I'm, I'm so scared for like a new ma- like a masculine to get me. Yeah. You know? well, I, or yeah. Like- no, thank you for sharing this. Cause I think that this is maybe something that really might help people is that like, and help me or, and help you maybe, but it's like, you see how other people show and express their, their sex, you know, <laughs> just their sexiness there. And it seems like they completely own it a hundred percent at all times. And it means one thing and it isn't dynamic. It's just this, you look at other people and you're like, it's not dynamic, their sexuality, their thing. And like, for me, it's like, yeah, I put it all into something that isn't what other people consider to be sexual. Like it's not other people or whatever. It's, it's like um, self-expression. And I also don't really know how much other people their sex is their self-expression, you know, like their act of sex is how they express themselves. Maybe it is. I don't know. I've, you know what I mean? Like, but it's interesting because yeah, to me on the outside, I'm like, this person is the most in touch with everything because they can say these words and they don't have anything to figure out. Um, And I guess it's just cool to know that it is a, it has so many parts to it and they're all so cool and unique and that's what's so special about it. Um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you ask like, what's it like getting back into my body on stage, which yeah. is a really good question. And as soon as I, so I, I came to New York for four days. Oh, and okay. I yes. Was, Tell this. <laughs> and, and it was like a random trip. And I was okay. like, I don't really know anyone. I didn't have definite plans, but I just came and I started going to open mics and poetry slams and like um, story slams where they give you a topic and then you put your name in a hat. And if they choose your name, you have to just get up and tell a story based on that topic. And it's like a competition. And then I was doing like rap freestyle. So I was kind of all over the place and just madly in love with the city. Yeah. And there was a night when someone beat me in the poetry slam. He took first place. (laughs) I took second place. (laughs) And then I brought him back to my hotel and I had sex with him. (laughs) And it was so awkward. Oh. In (laughs) In the most beautiful way yeah but when I when I was experiencing the city I was realizing that I was on sort of my own soul retrieval I think part of this idea uh, this illusion that we're all kind of suffering from this illusion of separateness is is parts of our souls are fragmented and like we lose parts of ourselves in the matrix or through our trauma And I think right now what's happening on a sort of collective spiritual level is we're getting this opportunity to go back and pick up pieces of our fragmented soul in different areas. And it might be like literally different cities or maybe just different areas or with different friends or different family members in our life or even from reading an old story or a book we used to love and and being like oh I remember when I loved this story that's a part of a fragment in me and when I came to New York City I started seeing the the number 17 everywhere and I was like ooh numerology what does that mean (laughs) yeah and I asked like my numerology friends and I got on my Patreon and I was like what does 17 mean? A bunch of numerologists were telling me and it didn't really resonate. And then someone said, Lacey, it's your 17 year old self. And I just started bawling. I started crying so hard because I was like, oh yeah. When I was 17, I got accepted to a theater program in New York city, but I, and I got a partial scholarship, but I couldn't pay for the rest. And I was an orphan. I didn't have parents. So I didn't have anyone who would support me. And I thought that dream in me died. And it's almost like I've been carrying this really heavy weight of this dead 17-year-old in me and like telling her to shut up. And all of a sudden, when I was walking the streets of New York City, 
she was coming alive. Yeah. And I, and I started and wearing... so psyched that you were there, like doing it, you know, <laughs> so psyched. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, putting on like bright colored eyeliner and glitter and wearing big puffy dresses and tutus. Yeah. And I was like, why am I dressing like this? And I'm like, oh, because my 17 year old self totally would. That's so cool. And then as I was going on stage and I had sex with that person, <laughs> as we were like trying to have sex, we were both like super awkward and like afraid to touch each other. <laughs> And I just heard my guides in that process. And they were like, you're both channeling your 17-year-old, like virginal selves right now. And it felt like loving and beautiful. And and not that it was like actually loving, like not in the way we see like loving relationships. Like I don't know this person's name and I'll probably never see them again. (laughs) Yeah. But it was loving in the way that we were able to hold space for each other's bodies and awkwardness and our own emotions in that moment. And it felt like there was a part of like my unhealed sexual 17-year-old trauma that like healed in that moment. That's so cool. Congratulations. (laughs) I think that's awesome. Uh, Do you think like you, like the seeing 17 is something that like, you are telling you from the future or from the past or your guides like when people are like I'm having synchronicities everywhere and I'm like I have been it's a, been a number fucking month like and I'm just like what yeah. is that is that just me like is it you know what I mean because I don't want to like am I showing off like oh my god it happened again and it's like it's just you dork you know like like what is it <laughs> Yeah, I think that's like where our mind gets in the way a little bit. Okay. <laughs> we want to know what it is. But at the same time, I don't think that's a bad. Like, I'm a Virgo. I'm very analytical. You, oh, I you love, are? Yeah, I are you too. Yeah. I that's had so a feeling. <laughs> I love the Virgos of the world. Yeah. I love the Virgos. That's so cool. And I guess, can I ask you, I'm, I think it's so cool that you're in New York. I, I lived there for like 10 years or so. And I went there like at 17 and it was like, I was just like, I got to get away from here. And I was like the littlest itty bitty person that should not have moved anywhere on their own. But I moved there and like, I found it to be the most stress-free place I had ever been because nobody gives a fuck about you. No one's looking at you. No one's trying to get anything from you. Everyone just wants to be in a flow that and and they're not like guys are always saying shit there but it's like almost I mean it to me that didn't bother me because it was just like that's just how you know that you're walking is if a guy says some shit but like <laughs> it wasn't like here or something like where everyone's like you know I'm in Los Angeles and it just there, there's so much being taken from you and judged and all all of this stuff and I just do you have that experience there where it just feels so free yeah a hundred percent and even when I was like (laughs) I've been trying to figure out like how to even explain it to myself you know and then I was like oh shit this is what I love about New York is you can be invisible if you want or you can be so fucking visible exactly you know like you get to play with it like I could walk down the street in a big tutu or a big costume and I can make myself very visible and like connect with other people that that energy attracts yes or I can like hide in the street I can hide on the sidewalk I can go to Washington park and just watch the freaks and the artists without having to force myself to be that totally it yeah and it feels more it's like to me I had more um what's it called it was more intentionality about everything because it was like do I want to be seen or do I not and that was like the first decision and then once you made it that was your your day was that and it was like just I did experiments like i noticed like I would put like lipstick on and see if that got more and it it turned out like the number one thing that gets the most attention no matter what you're wearing is like high heels and it's like but that means (laughs) that's just how you're walking so it's like your energy is what matters so you can just 
you know, it's just such a cool place to me. It just felt so safe in the weirdest way. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think like, you know, people talk about how you walk New York, you know, and like the walking is so special. It seems so simplistic, but even just the fact that most people have to walk to get anywhere yeah. That's like forcing exercise. It's totally. forcing fresh air. <laughs> it's even if the air is stinky, but which I don't really think it is. Well, where yeah. I am anyway. Well, it also is like everyone is sort of on the same level in this way that everyone takes the train. Everyone, it's not like everyone has these different cars and and you know, there's just huge range of like um simplicity or whatever it's called, uh convenience. So it's like everyone's pretty much the same there and you're all like bummed out on a super hot train or like walking <laughs> through and it's just like yeah we're the same like you know fuck yeah. you fancy guy like we're both walking <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah like, that's so cool and I guess like so you're performing and and like you said just like when you use words and you're flowing and you're creating and you're like for you it's kind of it's more um what's it called improvised you do well some of it I do I do improv yeah I actually haven't done improv in so long and I pulled the fool card in tarot okay yeah and the fool is just like embracing the fool yeah and I think the world has just been forcing us all to be so fucking serious which raises our cortisol levels which you know when our cortisol levels are raised it messes with our hormones it messes with our fertility so even on like a physical level we want to be fertile even if we don't have babies because fertility is health and fertility is is magic because it again goes back to that creation energy and it doesn't mean you're not a creative artist if you're having fertility issues it just means that there's needs to be some more nurturing and nutrition there in that area and then like laughter um, decreases cortisol levels it boosts the immune system so I got the full card and I was like okay poetry (laughs) like poetry is is not improvised it's all written and okay I like to make I like to make it very theatrical but I went to this improv class and it was in a different part of New York than I've been staying like a more fancy part, I guess you could say. And I was like rushing up to this class. I did not know what to expect. And it was in the opera house and it was all dudes, like 20, 30 dudes. And I was the only girl who came to perform. I was like, fuck, I have to be the fool with these guys. (laughs) Because I think like there's still this part of me that has pain on how I look has pain about how I'm perceived in the world who there's still this little voice who thinks I'm supposed to like please the masculine or please the suitor be soft or kind or pretty and really I'm pretty like prickly and heavy and like abrasive with you know crooked teeth and so I had to embrace that and it was an improv class kind of like the old show whose line is it anyway yeah where (laughs) you get up and the audience just gives you different scenarios or characters and one of my first scenarios I had to be like a monkey who was like doing construction so I like had to like get in my body wow and like interact with them and go fishing with them and be on the boat so it's very like physical comedy yeah and afterwards I didn't know how these men were perceiving me because they were like they were probably like this bitch is nuts you know and I was like (laughs) crying and yelling yeah and we got done and they were like are you a real actress? Whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> and they were like, you brought so much emotion to it. Whoa. And it was really funny because I'm I'm really obsessed with like aliens, you know, and uh, midwifery and birth work and so herbs. Cool. Yeah. And so like, they'll give you just like basic scenarios and then you're, you have to be smart with improv. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm smart enough for it. So I was cheating a little bit. So they, so one of the scenarios, they were like, okay, 
So I was in the car with another guy and they were like, okay, you guys are on a road trip. Lacey, you have to set the scene. So like you have to decide like why you're on the road trip. Yeah. So I looked at the guy who was driving and I was like, don't talk loud. And he's like, why? And I was like, because we're running from the aliens. And he's like, are you in a cult? Did you take your medication? And then I just started talking to him about shit I already talk about on my yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually believe it. And he was like, afterwards, they were like, wow, Lacey, you're so good at these weird characters. And I was like, well, yeah. And yeah. then there was another point where I got to pick the scene and I told these two men that their scene was in a birth center okay. and that someone was getting giving birth and they didn't know what the word midwife meant so I had to right. like tell them and then they had to be the midwives wow that is were, so cool <laughs> yeah they were like super uncomfortable at first but then they embraced it and then I was like oh shit we're doing magic right now and we don't even realize it. yeah like we don't even know how this could be affecting our bodies our energy fields and afterwards the guys were just so nice to me and so cool and they're like thanks for telling us what a midwife is Lacey and like yeah. and it's almost like they got to embrace their own feminine just yeah. for a second totally that's like I mean I think that speaks a lot to like if you are exposed to anything you know like I think people just you even saying this, I did never think about like improv is male dominant, you know, and like you probably yeah. have to do a bunch of stuff that is like considered male, whatever, like boy shit. But then you to make them do something and it'd be awkward. It's like, <laughs> oh, isn't that interesting? Like, and that's so, yeah. and just to have that, like, um, just be, yeah, just be around that and acting that is like super powerful I think that's so cool you did that I never would have thought of something like that that's awesome um yeah, congratulations was, <laughs> yeah but their scenes were all like construction fishing yeah, building <laughs> fighting yeah which so, they don't realize is like coming from one side not that yeah. not that not everybody can do those things but it's typically comes from one side and it's just funny to show them the other side and to be like oh what does that word mean? It's like, I know what construction means. Like, <laughs> why don't you know this totally normal thing? That's awesome. Yeah. But so, and, and like when you, sorry, go ahead. No, I really want you to go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, when you embrace the fool, and you allow yourself to be silly. There's, it's scary. Like, I think it's scary for all of us, but it allows there to be like a mini ego death. They're allowed, yeah. it allows like a little bit of shedding of this identity where we're all clinging to yeah. so tight about totally. ourselves. Yeah. And this like false identity is also something that like really pushes and heightens the energy of separateness between all of us. And it's almost like I had to like clear my own vessel, become a clean slate to step into other people's shoes. And then what once do you I mean by that, sorry, like I had to let go of my own identity. Like this is who Lacey is. Like those guys aren't guys I would hang out with on a normal. Right. Like, right. None of them yeah, would yeah, I like yeah. approach at a bar and like ask them <laughs> to kick it. With me. Yeah. Yeah. But I had to like clear and, and vice versa. I'm sure they probably wouldn't see me and want to hang out with me, but I had to like clear the slate of those preconceived notions to be able to be the monkey to be able right. to be the the girl going well, on the road trip and one time I was a grandma yeah sorry that's just something you said I'm sorry to keep talking about you're like intimacy is honesty and it's like you said that um sorry is like where you can it's your truest feelings when your emotions and your actions align which is like to yeah I feel like I'm pushing away from that honesty a lot of the time like and like in a in a setting like that where you're you don't know how you're being perceived you know how you think you're being perceived you know how you have years of how you've told yourself you're perceived all your problems everything and like to be the fool that's so cool you know that's so cool just to remember like it, that time is for you it's not for them 
it's not and it's not to be judged it's it's your time to like grow and it's so hard to remember that um so thank you for talking about that stuff (laughs) and then afterwards like me and the guys like gathered around and we stood outside and we were all talking to each other and three of them like work in finance in the financial district of Manhattan, you know, and one is a pretty big politician and he came because he has to give a lot of like political speeches. And he was really honest. He was like, politics is bullshit and like improv is bullshit. So it helps me with my politics. And I was like, Oh Oh. shit, that makes a lot (laughs) of sense. Yeah. And then, like, I had genuine care and love for them afterwards, you know, because we allowed ourselves to be vulnerable, which is intimate, even though it's not like intimate in that way. And you probably will never see any of them again. Yeah. But do you find it to be like easier to be? I mean, do you find that you it's so much easier to love other people aside from yourself? Like, do you feel like that's a constant thing? Or <laughs> I'm just like, I just wonder what that's like, you know, because you meet these people, they have nothing to do with you. They, you don't even maybe like what they do. You don't even know them, but you can f- like forgive them or whatever and love them. And it's like, do you do that for yourself? Um, for me, I would have never liked these guys before. Yeah. Just because I had so much wounding around masculine like I came from so much trauma that was directly like I was directly impacted by masculine energy especially like hyper masculine financial district that kind of those labels I really judged you know I was like I loved underground hip-hop and like a feminine feminist punk yeah yeah, I was like fuck off yeah yeah such a limited view you know um, I didn't hold nuance very well. No, but as yeah, <laughs> as I'm like healing through having my own podcast, as I'm healing through my poetry and through different forms within my own body, I am loving myself better. I am forgiving myself more. And every time I love myself or forgive myself a little more, I can hold space for the people I used to perceive as my enemy. Okay, so. I guess so. it's a process. I'm just curious, like, cause I've only been myself. So I'm like, and I'm just learning (laughs) that, like, you know, like I was just like, oh, you've been so mean to yourself this whole time. And it's like, um, it's cool because I'm at a place where I'm like mourning that in a way that feels like cool. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, don't do that anymore. But I'm like, do other people love themselves or do they work at it? I guess is was my question yeah I work at it baby and people still uh, sometimes how I talk about myself people are like you need to love yourself more but loving yourself isn't isn't a destination it's not a place where we travel to and stay it's part of a flow of emotion like sometimes we get frustrated at ourselves sometimes we're proud of ourselves or excited but again, it's like that, like you were talking about the movement of emotion yeah. and, and how we perceive ourselves and love ourselves is that movement of emotion. But I think there's certain like self-care rituals or acts you can do, even if they're just really small, to give yourself a little bit of love, even if it feels hard. Yeah. Like, like drinking water. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> yeah. I don't like to do a. Uh any actions (laughs) like I just I like and that's I guess why I like to play is because it's um it's just like it's just pure joy (laughs) and and it's easy and I know how to do it but any other time and I like write I get to write words that remind me to like certain shit whatever it is like whatever the song's about it's like Aubrey Camino open road yay that's a spell you know and it's like (laughs) but once I leave there I just realized like the last two years yeah it's just I wasn't saying stuff I I don't do stuff on my own personal time it's just which is sad and that's fine but it's like you know it's just I want to I guess I'm just like how do other people do it like uh you know (laughs) yeah 
sometimes it like has to be forced a little too, you know. I know. Like sometimes so you have bad. to just like buy a massage and go yeah. get the massage and like force that self care or acupuncture or yeah. like sitting in the sun for twenty minutes or you know massaging your own face. I really love those like crystal face rollers, you know, yeah. those balls, because I love it not for like the beauty aspect, but for the aspect of so much of us carry tension in our jaws and you can really rub knots out and you can put, we were talking about rose quartz earlier, you can get a rose quartz one mm. and you're literally kind of pushing love from the place that a lot of us clinch, yeah. a lot of us clinch our jaws out of repressed anger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I am um, mad there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, sometimes it's hard to love ourselves because we have guilt. We have regret. We have shame. And the way I see it is going back in time as your higher self now and going and like holding that, that version of Bonnie that needs to just like ball and cry or the the version of Bonnie that feels really guilty about something I think part of like the the delusion and like letting her cry and telling her you love her you know it's sometimes it's not that we can't love ourselves in the moment it's that we think the past versions of ourselves aren't lovable like I needed to shut my 17 year old self up like tell her to shut the fuck up because or she would constantly remind me of this dream that I failed at this dream I didn't succeed in and I wanted to be like no you can have another dream we'll go into business (laughs) (laughs) and but like that's hurting her which is hurting which makes it harder to love all of me so I think we all have different past versions of ourselves that we're telling to shut up. But I think if we let them speak, it would be way easier to love them. Totally. Yeah. I think, and also, I don't, I don't know about you, but I didn't even know you were allowed to like yourself until like, I didn't know that that was (laughs) something people did. Like I thought that you weren't supposed to admit that or something. So it's like, yeah, it's like, there was like this social program where it was like, you know, selfish yeah. to love yourself yeah. or, or not cool, you know, or put yeah. yourself or down self-care was like, and- yeah, it was like a, I, I, when I grew up, it was like self-care was like a girly thing. And I was like, I'm not girly. I'm tough. So I don't do that. And then it's like, you're not yeah. tough. You're like a pipsqueak who like, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, you want that too. It's like, it doesn't have to be like pink and bows, but you're allowed to, yeah. Like, it makes you feel good but I did not know that that was like one of the options and it's I mean it's cool but it is yeah I've just been starting to like kind of like cry and stuff and be like you know but but in a good way it's just like you've you've really let a lot of time go but at least you know you're finding it now um but yeah and time's not real it just feels really (laughs) real yeah you know time is like such a such an enemy of the artist or it can be you know because we think oh we missed our time or we're starting too late and not just the artist it can be an enemy of like finding love or your dream and so many people tell themselves like oh I missed the opportunity yeah when it's like no you're you're you can create the opportunity at any moment totally that's such good advice because yeah it isn't real and and it doesn't help in any way to limit yourself in, in any way, I guess. Um, but I feel like yeah. I, I, I feel like I want to talk to you forever. I think you're so cool. Um, and I really just, I, I love all of the things I've ever heard you say. And also I said it before, but like, you have one of my favorite voices. It's just so cool. I like listen to your podcast all the time. Like if I wake up too early, and I just need something that won't like get me like too up or too. I just like put it on and like smile to your voice. So thank you for doing your podcast. Um, and I know that um, and I hope I get it. Yeah. Talk to you again. 
um, sometime real soon. <laughs> thank you, Bonnie. And like, thank you for your artistry and your brilliance <laughs> and, and for being courageous and like speaking from the place where like we're all kind of at right now. Like I think we're all learning to love ourselves right now. Yeah. And like we're, I think there's like this energy of rebirth happening where we're going to start seeing things new, like maybe some of the basics of life and be like, wait, I should know that by now. But it's important that we're not hard on ourselves if we don't know it, because we might just be learning to approach it differently. I like that. That feels good to me because I have been like, I mean, I am a Virgo too. Like I'm very judgmental (laughs) of like efficient, my efficient ability to learn from things that I have intellectually understood, you know, like, and that's, what's so hard about emotions is it's not, yeah, it's not you, like you said, it's not your head, but it just, uh, I'm so good at um, intellectualizing things and like finding, Oh, that happened because of that. Oh, perfect. It's that's cleared now, but it's like, mm -mm. (laughs) Uh -uh. Like, (laughs) but yeah. And do you, um, what, what would you like people to do to find you or, uh, or what, is there like a message you would like to tell the people before you leave? <laughs> um, well, you can find me on Instagram at Lacey is free. Um, I highly recommend listening to the episode you kept referring to. I'm like, I need to listen to it again. Yeah. Intimacy Breaks the Matrix on Horpod. Horpod, H-O-A-R, pod. Um, you can find me on Patreon at Patreon slash Lacey free or Lacey is free. And we learn about herbs there. We have like community events. We do lives. And my message right now is for all of us to feel deserving enough to go back and retrieve the parts of our fragmented souls because we deserve to be whole. And it's not a race to get those fragmented parts, but if if you stumble across one, it's a gift and it's there to love you and for you to love it. That's so cool. Well, thank you so much for coming here. Um, Yeah. um, We're going to do a fake goodbye. So you just say bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I want you on Horpod. Bye. Yeah, bye.